Welcome to From the Bottom Podcast, which is a podcast that caters to black women by black women. This podcast includes the perfect blend of SPB news, varied life experiences, which include friendships, business, youth relationships, and so much more. Pull up a chair, girl. Pull up a chair, girlfriend. You don't want to miss anything. All right, all right, all right. This is your girl T with From the Bottom Podcast, joined by my girl Kirsten out there in sunny, well, I can't even call it sunny California because she just told me it wasn't that hot where she's at. (laughs) Kirsten, how you doing tonight, Lady K? Doing well. Thank you for the introduction. The fog has totally crept in. So, yeah, it's a little overcast. It's in the, like, 50s today. So, yeah. Really? You are. Yeah. Everything is not sunny in California. See, that's, <laughs> and the thing is, you learn something new. Like, literally, you learn something new every day. Like, literally. And I just learned that it's not sunny where you are in California. <laughs> not every day. All right, all right, yeah, Tony, 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 they lied. It it never rains in Southern California. It, <laughs> it never rains. Rain. <laughs> Man. <does. laughs> and I listen, you took me way back when you mentioned Tony, Tony, Tony. They they had like what, one song, one hit song, or was it I can't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, they had like like one or two I remember it was one one uh one tape or whatever we called them tape back then you know what i mean so or yeah, but, cds but but uh, yeah but they actually had a really nice voice though you feel me yeah so, um maybe they should come back we'll probably hear about them on a show called unsung heroes all right all right oh, <laughs> all right well we're just going to get started tonight we're talking about r kelly and i have some information i want to share as we get ready to get started we'll go out to the to the room and see who has decided to tap in and join us. We're going to go to the 646. State your name. State you're calling from and the mood that you're in tonight. 646. Area code. Area code 646. Yes, hello. Hi, state your name, the state you're calling from, and the mood that you're in tonight. Oh, my name is Venus. I'm in a great mood tonight. Lovely, lovely. Well, welcome to the show, Venus. Thank you so much for joining us. I am going to the 704 Queen City. Hey, it's your girl Sparky T. I'm coming in from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm feeling excited this evening. Okay, lovely. Well, thank you, ladies, for chiming in with us. And again, this is your girl T, and tonight we're talking about R. Kelly. What I wanted to do, when I know everyone has been hearing about R. Kelly, he's in prison, he's did all this stuff, but I want to kind of walk through and go through some things that I've discovered with research in this about R. Kelly. Not sure if everyone really knows, like, what the hell has happened and going on. And, and then I want to talk about what do we do now? You know, a lot of times in life people love to talk about different stuff that's happening. I, I pride myself on being a part of the solution because we know the world is filled with so many problems, right? So let's get into it. And for those that may not know, we're talking about R. Kelly, whose legal name is Robert. Robert Sylvester Kelly, an American singer, songwriter, record producer, and now convicted sex offender. He has been credited with helping redefine R&B and hip-hop. 
man, and he was definitely a legend. Named the king of R&B. He's 55 years old and from Chicago, Illinois. R. Kelly has children. He has Jay Kelly, Robert Kelly Jr., and Joanne Kelly. So it looks like according to Wikipedia, he has three children. He was married twice. He was married to Aaliyah, as everyone knows, in 1994 for about one year. And then he was married to Andrea Andrea Lee. He was married to her from 1996 to 2009. As far as siblings, he has looks like three siblings, Bruce Kelly, Teresa Kelly, and Carrie Kelly. And that's just a little information about R. Kelly and his initial years. And, again, he is 55 years old. All right, all right, all right. And to first go over his music career, everybody knows he's a legend. He sold over 75 million records worldwide, uh, making him the most successful R&B male artist of the 1990s. Once again, I want to go over that. He sold over 75 million records worldwide, making him the most successful R&B male artist of the 1990s. I just want you guys to think about this. If you have some background noise, just press star six on mute. Looks like we have some breathing or something like that or some wind blowing or something. So just press star six on mute if you have any background noises. But, you know, he he sold over 75 million records, making him the number one when it comes to R&B. Think about that. Think about a time to where you may have been the best at doing something. And sometimes when it, when you come to being the best, there's a lot of what peer pressure or people are expecting something. Or if you win something, guess what? People are expecting you to win again. And I'm just wondering, and definitely not making excuses for him or anybody else, I'm just wondering, during this time when he found out he was doing all these incredible, amazing things, sold over 75 million records worldwide, what his thought process was, how he was feeling. Was he was it a humbling feeling? Was it, oh, my gosh, you got to keep doing it? Um, was it an arrogant feeling? Just I'm just wondering, like, what was his actual feeling behind doing that? That sounds pretty, pretty amazing. Now, what I want to go over and just kind of explain and break down as we go into a group discussion tonight, we're talking about R. Kelly. And everyone knows R. Kelly's in prison, like I said. But why is he in prison? Hmm, think about that. Why is he in prison? What did he do? Did he really do it? There's been so many different situations in reference to what R. Kelly did and actually did. I'm going to go over the history of allegations against him, okay? For more than two decades, R&B singer R. Kelly has faced allegations of sexual abuse. So what recently happened a couple of years ago with him going to court, that wasn't his first time. Some people say if you get in trouble one time and you, and you get free, you should never do it again. But this was not his very first time. The accounts went back to the state of his career in the 1990s, with many centering on the predatory pursuit of teenage girls. This is what people have always said about it, about Kells. He has now been found guilty of eight counts of sex trafficking and one of racketeering in New York. In 1994, R. Kelly marries Aaliyah. Everybody remember Aaliyah, the star of then age 27. He was 27. And she was 15. Think about that. In 1994, 
R. Kelly was 27 years old, and he married 15-year-old Aaliyah at a secret ceremony in Chicago. The Vibe magazine later discovered Aaliyah had lied about her age on her wedding certificate, listing herself as 18. The marriage was annulled in 1995. Okay? In 1996, R. Kelly was sued. He was sued for emotional distress. Tiffany Hawkins sued R. Kelly for the personal injuries and emotional distress she suffered during a three-year relationship with him. In the court documents, she said she began having sex with Kelly in 1991 when she was 15 and he was 24, and the relationship ended when she turned 18. I guess she was getting too old for him. I mean, I'm not really sure, okay? But according to the Times, Hawkins sought out $10 million in damages, but accepted a fraction of the amount. She got about a quarter million dollars for that, and that was in 1996. And, again, what, I, what I'm going over with everyone is the history of the allegations because some people may think, hey, this thing just happened. I didn't know about it. It didn't just happen overnight. This has been going on since 1994, which was documented, okay? 2001, sued by an intern. Tracy Sampson sued R. Kelly, accusing him of inducing her into an independent sexual relationship when she was 17. The woman, which is a former intern at Epic Records, says she was treated as his personal sex object and cast aside. He often tried to control every aspect of my life, including who I would see, where I would go, she said. The case was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount, according to the New York Post. Are y'all adding this thing up? Okay. In April and May of 2002, two more court cases. Kelly is sued by Patricia Jones, a Chicago woman who claimed he impregnated her when she was underage and that she was forced to have an abortion. Montina Woods also sued Kelly, alleging that he videotaped them having sex without her knowledge. The recording was allegedly circulated on a sex tape sold by bootleggers. I think you guys probably remember that sex tape. I know I do. In June, a month later, charged over child abuse videos. Mm. Let me sit up for a minute. The star is charged with 21 counts of making child sexual abuse videos involving various sexual acts. Chicago police accused him of taping the acts and enticing a minor to participate in them. All the charges relate to one girl born in September 1984. Do the math about that, if she was born in 84. And this is, going, this is being recorded in 2002. His arrest stemmed from a video that was sent anonymously to the Chicago Times. Kelly posted a $750,000 bail, immediately denied the charges. It took six years for the case to come to trial, during which time Kelly was released, his wildly successful Trapped in the Closet album, and was nominated for an Image Award by the NAACP. The jury eventually concluded they could not prove that the girl on the tape was a minor and Kelly was found not guilty on all counts. In 2002 to 2004, arrest prompts for the charges. Kelly was charged with a further 12 counts of producing child sexual abuse images in Florida, where he was arrested at his holiday home. The charges were dropped when a judge agreed with Kelly's defense team that the police lacked sufficient evidence 
to justify a search. And that was in 2004. And nothing else happens until 2017. But I, but think about all those different incidents and situations stemming back from 1994. Now, before I conclude going on with the rest of what happens after 17, let me ask you ladies that's on here listening to hear one person who's famous having these different incidents with women, sexual abuse, ch- children from 19. 19- 94 all the way to 2004 what are you thinking what's going on through your mind during that time frame and that time period all right let's see who wants to step up and share um sparky t he's clearly during that time period it's like a 10 year a 10 year frame and it's not that long after he came out either so he hadn't been out that long it was like a 10 year period and to me there wasn't anybody around him that was holding him any type of accountable because you know you got one thing after the next after the next and it keeps getting spread up or like swept up underneath of the rug kind of like I don't think the public mm. knew all of those things were going on at that time so it's like it allowed mm. him to get big and famous like why he was coming up it's like if these allegations would have come out at that time I'm sure we never probably would have heard the step in the name of love or the latter songs because he may not have made it there because of all of these allegations but he had somebody that was keeping all of this under wraps it couldn't have just been him it had to be a team of people. Not that that makes it right, but he had to have some people assist him. Mm. And you know, I'll, I'll be curious to find out about the songs that were put out around the different mm-hmm. times that these things were actually going on. Yeah, and I go back and think about it. It's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you, you off. I'm about to say it's a couple of songs oh, no, no, during that time, and it's gonna make. I'm gonna have to think about them now. When we come back to the next segment, I might have them for you because there's a couple of them that when you listen to them, it's like, oh my god, that's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know how you watch TV shows and you have a person that's like a serial killer, and one thing that the police usually say is the serial killer or whoever the person is that did the crime that they'll show up during the vigil, or they'll show up, or they'll insert mm. themselves into the investigation. Because I'm gloating. You understand what I'm saying? Who else? Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Who else wants to see? All right, go ahead. Is that you, Kirsten? Yes, yes. And I was saying just to that, that just like, you know, an arsonist down a building, they always come back when the fire truck is there to watch, you know, secretly watch it burn. But Mm -hmm. I think he was. You know, something like this, this wasn't his first time before, you know, the industry came into his life. He probably was even a a victim himself as a child. The way that he seems to carry himself and just the whole energy. Um, but when he made that, that little series in the closet, it kind of seemed like that was, he was putting it out in plain sight. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like he felt that he was untouchable, and, of course, you know, he had his camp protecting him. He was making hit records, so his, his record company probably wanted, you know, did not want that money train to close, so he had all of that protection. And and also, I remember this was some type of movie documentary. Um, I have to dig a little bit deeper, and I can do that before the next segment and take a look, but... One of the members in his camp, I don't know if it was a bodyguard, but he stated that, you know, he would have opportunities to, you know, date these super beautiful models, you know, video vixens or whatever you want to call them. But he would always go for the 12, 13-year-old 
little girl with acne and his boys were looking at him like uh you have this choice but why do you want to date the the 14 15 year old girl so and and i can find that clip too um but yeah it's just a whole mess it's a whole mess and he's right where he belongs to be do you have a business service or product that you want to get out to the world are you trying to build a new business and need more hands on deck tired of the same website or logo and need a new one If you've answered yes to any of these, we have the solution for you. ELI Solutions is a creative agency that enjoys helping people to grow, develop, and build their million-dollar brand. Contact us today at myelisolutions.org. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I feel his whole crew that was with him definitely knew it was all about money. They definitely, you know, just like how a lot of celebrities have their thing where they have their assistants uh, go out and get them certain types of meals. Well, he had his crew go to the high schools and go to these, you know, middle schools just to take and target these young women and bring them to him. And the sad thing is the fact that they all knew they was being paid. They didn't want to lose their jobs. So knowing that this man had a serious, serious problem, that's where it was like is it, he was very arrogant, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Arrogant and, and feeling like earlier. the world belongs to like me. Yeah, exactly. Feeling like he was untouchable, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had these poor young girls. And I looked at a lot of those videos and I'm looking at these young girls as they're stating their stories. These are basically babies. You know, the thing that got me was these were young girls and you had one of them that stated her mother was a hardworking mother. She wasn't around, but the girl would take and leave school to go meet R. Kelly when he was going through some of these um, court appearances. And she's there waiting for him, cheering him on. You know, he happened to meet one of the young girls there and brought her back. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm, and it's just like totally unbelievable. So, you know, although the little girl, you know, yeah, sometimes some of the young girls are fast at that age, but still minors. And he mm-hmm. literally had a problem. He had a problem. And also, from what I um, heard, he stated out of his mouth, basically, that he knew he had a problem. And he knew that this would catch up to him one day. You know, with all of these videotapes of him with these underage mm-hmm. girls and the sexual activities. And even listening to um, the singer uh, Sparkle when she stated her niece was there and caught her niece there at the house and she couldn't believe it. You know, this girl was, I think, 12 years old at that time. It was was ridiculous. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then you wonder, where the hell are parents? Like, how the hell is a 12-year-old out like that? Like, has to be some type of accountability. Um, in reference to that. On the, All right, so. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, the parents, 
parents included. And with saddest, I believe that some of these parents exploited their children to him for the money. And, and we're going to get so into that well. part in a second. <laughs> so just hold that thought, right? So, <laughs> okay. all right, so 2002-2004, arrest prompts for the charges. All right, going up to 2017, allegations of a cult. A long and detailed BuzzFeed report accused R. Kelly of trapping six women in a sex cult. The article alleged that Kelly seduced young women when they approached him for help with their music career before taking control Mm. of their lives, dictating what they eat, how they dress, when they bathe, when they sleep, and how they engage in sexual encounters that he records. The star also confiscated the women's mobile phones. The report said barring contact with family and friends. The allegation came through of three former employees and the parents of several women. Now, let, let's let's talk about this cult for a minute, right? Now, honestly speaking, who on here, now, I just read you what it's saying about this cult. Well, do you guys know anyone that's ever been in a cult? Like, do you personally know about a sex cult? Anyone on here? No. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to read this again. The article alleged that Kelly seduced young women when they approach him for help with their music careers before taking control of their lives, dictating what they eat, how they dress, when they bathe, when they sleep, and how they engage in sexual encounters that he records. Okay. All right. I've watched a lot of TV shows. <laughs> I've watched um, shows about polyamory, fleeing it, you know, just different things in reference to cults, sexual cults, and so on and so forth. What I'm trying to understand, and Venus, you was just saying this about like that—that's that. Um, what is it called when you? I don't want to say a narcissist, but when you have that that syndrome, you know, I'm the man that that, that God complex. So mm-hmm. he allegedly had this cult of six women. Can you guys? Can you ladies imagine being told what to eat, what to wear, when to bathe, when to sleep? How to have sex? When to ha- can you imagine? Can you imagine being in a cult like this or being a slave? Can you even imagine that? No, absolutely not. What What would be the mindset of someone that would take the time to control not one person but six? What kind of mind? Can you try to fathom the mindset of someone that could be able to dominate and control six women and tell them when to eat, when to sleep, what to wear? Well, to well, to be honest, I believe that him taking that control over them, that they were young, young, younger then. So it was easy okay. to have that influence over them. And then also them being young, they're looking at him as this gregarious type person, you know, and this is R. Kelly. This is a superstar. I get to be with this superstar. You know, I'm here with him. He chose me. And so now but I guess they didn't realize what think they was getting. This might not be right. Right, exactly. You guys, do you guys remember? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can, she can come out of the room to eat, you know, and he would, you know, have a whole garage in the home, and she's locked away in the bedroom. And you said his wife. Oh, yeah, Andrea. So I'm I'm wondering what state of mind and what level of self-esteem 
that you have to be at to be able to put up with it. And obviously, she had to know that he was obviously unfaithful. Um, oh, because they got divorced in 2009, so you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Go ahead. No, I just, and, and the young girl thing, I mean, there had to be girls in the house. She didn't question it. Like, what are they doing here? Obviously, they weren't artists um, working for him or, you know. So it's just, there's just so many it's, it's a really, really sad situation. So many people involved, so many innocent people just destroyed over him and because he was allowed to do it. So, yeah. And I don't know who who's on our timeline, but add on this timeline. He was married to he was married to Aaliyah from 1994 to 1995, and in 90, he he got divorced from her in February 95, and he married Andrea in 1996, the next year. Hmm. So did did he already know her? Was he dating her while he was getting divorced from Malia? Did she know? He was okay. Dancer. She was one of his dancers. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Now, did she know that he was married to a Leo that was underage? She had to. I mean, with her being in the industry, they're all in the same circles. You know that. It, you know, it was pretty much known throughout the country about the whole fake marriage or whatever, what they're forging the documents and stuff, but where were her parents? And wasn't her uncle also, like, involved in the music industry, introduced her to R. Kelly? So he should have been her chaperone, and, you know, with her being allowed to be around this man, you know, days on end, on tour buses, with no adult supervision. I just, yeah, her parents were definitely, you know, the parents were definitely responsible. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I want to know who signed. My girl daughter would not be <laughs> anywhere without me. You know, she definitely wouldn't be going into the industry. You for, know, for no amount of for no amount of money, for no none. amount of money, no. Amount. And that's no the amount. thing. And we're gonna get to that at the end because I think a lot of this has to do with money. All right. So really quickly, in 2017, 2018, victims approached the press. All right. Now this timeline is coming. We're winding down. 2017, 2018, victims approached the press. All right? So you have the Pace family that broke a non-disclosure agreement to speak about having sex with Kelly while she was underage. That's Jahonda Pace. Another woman, Kitty Jones, claims the star starved her, coerced her into having sexual encounters with other women, and physically abused her. Miss Pace will go on to testify against R. Kelly in 2021, Miss Kitty, along with members of R. Kelly's inner circle, also spoke to the BBC documentary. You guys remember when he had this one girl, I think she was like 19, 20. Man, her parents were on the media. They were just saying, look, he's holding her against her will. He's brainwashing her. She's young. But because she was over 18, there was nothing that anyone could do. Do you guys remember that girl? I remember The mom that. and dad was on the media crying. Do you remember that? Mm. Mm-hmm. What What was her name? don't remember her name. There were so many girls. I know. But this was the one. Mm. Her mom and dad, was. they stayed in the media. They, they called, and then she called them and said, I'm all right. I'm okay. I want to be here. And they were saying, you know, get her away from him. And she wouldn't say, you know, she would talk differently. But legally, there was nothing that could be done because she was over 18. And, of course, that's understood but at the same time, it was just a crazy situation. Well, in 2018, hashtag Mute R. Kelly came out. Staff departures, a new court case. The hashtag Mute R. Kelly campaign lobbied a record label 
RCA to sever ties with the singer. They also targeted the concert promoters, ticket sellers, and streaming services of Spotify, Apple Music, and Pandora, all agreeing to demote Kelly's songs from their playlist. I have never seen anything like this happen before. Listen, they meant business. They were muting him. Like, hey, I know he sold 75 million records worldwide. I know he's been number one, but he's been doing this for too long, and we got to do something about it. I need you guys to mute him. Around the same time, the star's lawyer, publicist, and personal assistant all quit. I'm going to read that again. Around the same time, the star's lawyer, publicist, and personal assistant all quit. Although attorney Linda Meesh said her departure was unrelated to any allegations related to Mr. Kelly's social life. Hmm. What happens in the dark is eventually what? Coming to light. And nobody wants their hands, what, dirty. Hello, somebody. Mm-hmm. Kelly continued to perform live despite protests outside of his shows and was filmed saying the campaign against him was too late. Excuse me? Too late? Only God can mute me. He's saying defiantly on a song called I Admit It. Am I supposed to go to jail or lose my career because of your opinion? Does that sound like somebody apologetic and humble? Or somebody, hmm, okay, all right. Keep my opinion to myself. Meanwhile, the star was sued by a former partner who said he intentionally infected her with an STD. Okay. 2019, new documentary leads the charges. And this is around the time he actually was interviewed with Gail King on CBS This Morning. Over the course of a six-hour long episode, Lifetime documentary called Surviving R. Kelly presented the most comprehensive look yet at all allegations against the musician. Two weeks after the program was broadcast, Kelly was dropped by his record company. Planned concerts in the U.S. and New Zealand were canceled. In February, celebrity lawyer Michael Avenatti said he had obtained a video showing Kelly having sex with a 14-year-old girl. Weeks later, the star was charged in Chicago with 10 counts of aggravated sexual abuse. He pled not guilty and gave a historic TV interview. And that's where he gave the interview with Gail King. The charges documents describe sex and oral sex with a minor by the use of force or threat of force. Mm. The accuser was thought to be one of the women featured in Surviving R. Kelly. In July 2019, sex trafficking charges. Kelly was here with two separate federal indictments in Illinois and Brooklyn. Combined, the allegations depicted an organized effort from the star and his associates to recruit and transport underage girls across state lines for illegal sexual purposes, including the production of child abuse images as well as conspiracy to obstruct justice by destroying evidence and bribing or threatening witnesses. Did you guys hear me say traveling, picking up kids, and going across the state line 
we're talking about a millionaire or somebody that should be a millionaire. Sold 75 million records worldwide. Number one R&B. And you're trafficking minors? In August of 2019, bail was denied. March 2020, trial delayed. August 2020, witness tampering. August to September 2020, prison assault. Towards the end of August, Kelly was attacked in his sleep by a fellow inmate in Chicago Metropolitan Correction Center. The SARS lawyer called for his immediate release, saying the government cannot ensure his safety. However, the request, along with numerous other attempts to get Kelly released on bail, was denied. In June 2021, the legal team was replaced. Two months before his trial was due, Kelly, Kelly's long-term lawyer asked to withdraw from the case. Steve Greenberg and Michael Leonard said it was impossible to work alongside with a pair of lawyers that the star hired. In August 2021, a Lear relationship was confirmed. In the last pretrial hearing before Kelly's trial, the U.S. District Judge Ann Donnelly made a series of rulings to narrow down what evidence could be shown to jurors. During the hearing, she asked one of the singer's lawyers whether they denied the star had sexual relations with Aaliyah while she was underage. According to the Associate Press, Thomas A. Farinella let out a deep sigh and replied, no. August to September 2021, the trial and guilty verdict. The trial began on 18th of August in New York. On the 27th of September, following two days of deliberation, the jury found the star guilty on all nine counts. And what is happening with R. Kelly today? What's going on with R. Kelly? Let me share a little bit about that. R. Kelly contracts COVID-19 in jail, wins two-week extension to file appeal. And the Rolling Stone article says, U.S. District Judge Ann Donnelly ruled today that R&B singer now has until February 17th to formally fight his September conviction on charges he had with underage girls. R. Kelly caught COVID-19 in a federal jail in Brooklyn, and the recent diagnosis led a judge to grant him a two-week extension Tuesday on his deadline to file appeal paperwork in his federal racketeering case. In filing ahead of the judge's decision, Kelly's lawyer, Jennifer Bojean, wrote that the singer's COVID diagnosis interfered with his ability to speak with counsel by phone to review his post-trial paperwork. And there you have it. This is your F. So he's going through the process of filing his appeals and everything. And before we go out for our questions, I also want to mention that in his trial, he also had a male accuser. Who heard about that? The first male accuser testified in the trial. And what it says, a man testified under the pseudonym Lewis, said he was 17 years old when Mr. Kelly asked him what he was willing to do for his music. He then described how the singer crawled towards him and performed a sex act, even though I wasn't into it. 
Mr. Kelly, 54 at the time, denies all charges against him. <sighs> so, ladies, <laughs> I know it was a lot, but give me some thoughts. Tell me about this male accuser. What What are your thoughts about this? It, we hear about the cult, the children, the four sex, and now a male a male is accusing him. What What's going on through your mind about that? This is wow. actually my first time. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying that this was my first time actually hearing about a male accuser. Yeah, I just um, read about that recently, too, as he's the most recent victim to come forward. I mean, I guess R. Kelly's left no stone unturned. Um, unbelievable, you know. Hopefully the guy was able to fight back, at least, you know, an even level playing field, so to speak. Yeah, definitely, like no stone literally unturned. So I have four questions I really want to find out from you guys after hearing all this information. The first thing is I've heard over the years that Kells has been, like, I guess sexually abused as a child. Do you find out, do you find that a lot of people that, I'm not going to say just men, but do you find that a lot of people that have been sexually abused as a child usually do the same thing to others in their adulthood? Yeah, that seems to almost be 100% of the case. You know, not all people who are, you know, violated or molested as kids turn into predators themselves, but it almost seems like every predator had some type of funky experience as a kid. And, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost obvious something happened to that dude when he was when he was younger. And maybe it plays into his illiteracy, too, because, I, you know, he can't read. So I don't know. You know, it's just. It's just one big gross mess. You know, I just hope that the victims, at least from his conviction, are able to find some form of peace. If that's the case and there are, it's, it's a win for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Any thoughts on that, Venus, Sparky C? Um, well, I know they definitely said he was molested as a child. He was, but so was his brother that didn't take that same route. And I think they might have also said in the in the surviving thing, I'm not sure, but possibly the sister. But I know that the brother was also because he spoke about it. He's the brother in the in the um, surviving R. Kelly piece. He talked about the uh, abuse that they had went through as kids. But he was saying that when they were kids or when they were young, it was almost like he called him Robert, of course, that he enjoyed the older woman coming on to him almost. So where the brother thought that it was gross, there was something wrong with it, this ain't right, R. Kelly, on the other hand, they said seemed to like it or seemed to enjoy it on some level. You know, he was, you know, it was it was a, almost like a thing to brag about because of an older woman doing something to him, but they were being abused. And as far as people that are abused, um, I think they have a tendency to do one or two things. They're either going to run way to the left or either they run way to the right. They some sometimes, you know, end up molesting other people or hurting other people sexually. It may not even be... Um, Sometimes intent, it could be, um, but on the other side, I think sometimes they go to where they, they shy away from it and they, you know, dress rather modestly or don't, you know, sometimes don't want to um, have encounters with people that of the sex that did it to them. You know, so sometimes it may make people, you know, have encounters with the same sex and things like that to avoid having that feeling of that kind of thing again. It's a real mixy situation all the way around. That's right. That's true. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of times, 
I heard someone say time ago, some people make excuses, and some people use those as, like, opportunities and stepping stones. And I think that there's some people in life that's so progressive, like, when bad things happen to them, they use, like, as a motivation to do good. And some people just, you know, they do something completely opposite. Um, so it's like they feel like, hey, you fucked my life up. I'm going to fuck your life up. And um, they just do it over and over and over. But I also wanted to ask you, thinking about these girls, and a lot of times, like, it took a lot of, it took these people a long time to come out with this. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. ladies, like, when you were young, when you were a teenager, 13, 14, 15 years old, did you date older men or did you have any friends that dated older men? What was your stance about that? Because even though R. Kelly was convicted of this, honestly speaking, I know hundreds of men that date young girls. I can think about when I was 13, 14, 15, I was interested in older guys, and they had no problem with talking to me either. Like, really? <laughs> so we know this is – and sometimes a girl that's 13 can look 18 or 20, um, depends on how she's developed. So what are your latest thoughts about that? How were you when you were a teenager, or did you have any friends that were interested in older guys? Um, was that kind of like a, a cool, acceptable thing or unheard of? At my school, I was, you know, I, what stands out to me is my eighth grade graduation. There were older guys there from high school um, and guys that had already graduated high school because their, you know, 13-year-old girlfriends were graduating eighth grade. So, definitely. Okay. And I grew up in, I grew up in Seaside, Seaside, California. So, it was, you know, pretty densely uh, black community and... Yeah, a lot of the guys, you know, definitely dated the younger girls. Okay, anybody else? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is true. Like, uh, younger girls are always, you know, always into the older guys. But then, I would say, I guess when I was a teenager, maybe a few years older, I don't think I recall ever being interested. That was probably like maybe. 20 years older, 20 years my senior, you know, as a teenager. Yeah, I think that um, we should definitely think about that because there are probably situations, you know, there are so many different countries where you have child brides, you have people, you have kids 9, 10 years old getting married. And, of course, that's not what we do over in the U.S. A, a 9 or 10-year-old doesn't even have the mentality to be somebody's damn wife. But, um... I know that R. Kelly is not the only man that's scoping up, picking up young girls. So with that being said, what are your thoughts, ladies? Like, as you have a 13-, 14-year-old girl listening to our, our show that's reading about this, because everybody's a, you got people that are celebrities doing it, people that's not celebrities. What would you say to this young girl? Because, again, I was 13 years old, 14 and 15, and I loved to meet and talk to older men because they had money and they had a car, and I didn't have either. So somebody my age, was they wasn't talking about nothing, and that was a long time ago. So what can you tell? Like, I mean, reality. Like, what can you tell someone that's listening to our show that's 13 years old, 14 to 15, that is developed and she's craving an older guy because he can pick her up and take her out and eat? Take them to McDonald's, Burger King. Mm. Real talk. You know the world we're living in, Dan. What could you tell us? Tell her that what he is doing is illegal and that 
when she turns 18, 19, 20, he will most likely still be interested in 13 and 14 year old girls. When you are in your Mm. 20s, the last thing you'll be worried about is a 13 year old boy. So why are men worried about the little girls? But when generally speaking, women grow up, we are not checking for the ninth graders. So, you know, Mm. just kind of to put it in that perspective, you know, let them see what it is and, you know, it's illegal. And then maybe show them a couple of child molesters and, you know, show them the conviction online of whoever lives in their neighborhood. I mean, I'm, mm. I can't get enough of that. So, yeah, I mean, you can, there's endless Yo, things that can you, you went there. You said when you're 13 and 14 years old, yeah, he's interested in you. And when you're 18 and 21, he's still going to be interested in the next person. Mm, that's 13 to 14 because that's what their mind is on a freaking kid. That's something to think about. And honestly speaking, I know of a guy that um I I guess I just kind of always had this thing about some guys they they just wait till a girl turns 18. Well, look, honey, you're 17, you be 18 next month. Soon as you turn 18, come see me. What's your thoughts about that? Are you guys cool with the fact that she just turned 18 last week and now she's 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 legal? What's your thoughts about someone just grab someone soon as they turn 18 years old? The society's made that almost borderline acceptable. I mean, look at Tyga and Kylie Jenner. Remember how much older? She was 16, 17 when they were dating. When the Olsen twins were still teenagers, right before they had, they turned 18, there was an online countdown to their 18th birthday created by, you know, men who were interested in them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's this whole society way of life of, you know, almost like how they're, how casual sex has been made okay, you know, when it, it can be deadly, you know. So it's this whole world is <laughs> is going down the tubes with the whole moral thing, and then when it brings sex into it, it's just there's no there's no rules almost, you know. And think about um, the new laws with these um, – I hate how they try to piggyback off the LGBTQ communities, but what do they call them, love for underage people or – loving underage people they tried to make pedophilia and it was a it was a professor um who did this this was a few months ago tried to downplay the accusations that pedophiles had and separate a pedophile from a child molester from a person who only thinks about having sex with kids versus someone who actually does so they were trying to make that one okay so yeah it's it's you know, it's it's changing. In in twenty to thirty years, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. And they're gonna try to probably lower the age of consent. I know they already in California, I forget the bill name, but Gavin Newsom, he just changed that bill so that when gay people have sex, anal sex, they can not get persecuted or placed on the sex uh offenders list if there's a ten year age difference. So a 20-year-old can have sex with a 12-year-old, and the judge will have discretion on if they should be placed on the sex offender list. So that just came about um, last year. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Honey, because you're making me sick with that. Are you serious? Do you have this service or product that you want to get out to the world? Are you trying to build a new business and need more hands on deck? Tired of the same website or logo and need a new one? 
If you've answered yes to any of these, we have the solution for you. ELI Solutions is a creative agency that enjoys helping people to grow, develop, and build their million-dollar brand. Contact us today at myelisolutions.org. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Even with the AIDS thing, they're trying to make it so that if you intentionally infect someone with HIV, you do not go to jail. It's not seen as a felony here in California. So, it's, you know, it starts in one state and then it leaks on over. Let me say this. This is T. I have heard people say for so many years that, you know, like let's say, for example, back in the day when kids were going to school, unfortunately, there was a lot of school teachers raising the children because they were not getting it at home. And now it's said that society is raising the kids because of social media, because of what's on TV, and so on and so forth. Now, I'm not a parent. However, I love all the children. They're all mine, as far as I'm concerned. What we have to do, Kirsten, Sparky T, Venus, and anyone else, what we must do is screw everybody else. We gotta take our kids back. We can't let society continue to raise our children. There was something I saw Mm -hmm. when they were talking about Kim Kardashian and Kanye was going back and forth. And then the other lady, um, I can't remember her name right now. She stepped in and I think because Kim was saying something about her daughter was on um, TikTok and da, da, da. And the girl said, your eight year old daughter don't even need to be on damn TikTok. Give her a book. Like, I mean, seriously, why the hell Mm -hmm. you eight year old kids on TikTok? Now, I understand these parents are, are creating pages for these kids and pan, parents are managing the pages. That's one thing. But, I mean, come on. I understand we're in a progressive world. I understand things change every single day. But we're talking about our kids. Let yep. kids be kids. Like, seriously. Mm-mm-mm. All right, as we close out tonight, I want to ask you ladies, and I want you to dig deep. I need you, I need you to dig deep. Because I understand the world is changing. I understand social media and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But our kids are still our kids, and we can't lose our kids. We can't keep having our kids settle for less. We can't keep having our kids lose their innocence in childhood at 10. Like, we can't. So if you were left with a minute to share something for our children, our parents, or whatever's on your heart tonight, thinking about this R. Kelly situation, thinking about the years from 1994 up until now, with all this happened, thinking about the, the sex tape and the kids and the trafficking and the cult. Ladies, what is it that you would leave with our mamas, with our daddies, with our kids, with our advocates, um, as we end our show tonight? And we'll start with you, Venus, whatever you want to share. Mm. Well, we're definitely in different times from back then, from when I was a kid up until now. Social media... And all this new technology has definitely played a major part with how the kids are thinking today. And um, gosh, even as far as the discipline, how I was raised in discipline to respect the elders, that's very important. And um, that nowadays is not even a thought of with with this young generation. So that to me, very important. But um one thing I can say, I'm thankful for how I was raised. <laughs> so definitely raised how to respect the elders because they have more wisdom. They know what they're talking about, and they can definitely guide you in the right direction. And allowing the kids to just, because I don't have any children as of yet. I don't have any kids. But um, 
knowing that the parents just allow them to just consistently be on social media and not parent them the correct way because they're so involved with their own social lives. That's, you know, that's where it makes me say, you know, why did you even have the child if you're not going to parent them correctly? You know, so that's uh, very, very important to me. They need to be more involved in their children's lives, be more of what they call a helicopter parent, hovering over them, seeing what they're doing on the computers, on the tablets, their phones, whatever they're doing, and getting involved so that the outside world is not teaching them. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I know it's not easy. I was saying to myself last night, because I'm not a parent either, and I'm always so dramatic, and I want this, and I want that, and I'm having a bad hair day, and I need this, and I need that. I'm like, you know what? Lord know what he's doing, because I'll be needing my hair done, the kid will be needing their hair done, and somebody not get their hair done. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but seriously, um, what's more important than our kids? You know, what what are your thoughts? How are you feeling, Sparky T, about this? It actually has my heart pretty heavy, but my my thing with it is... I think a lot of it starts with with the parents. One, we we have to we have to invest in, into our kids. We have to invest time into our kids. We have to invest energy. You know, a lot of times people will be quick to either make sure our kids have the latest and the greatest, whether it's to clothes, shoes, video games, whatever. But sometimes the parents ourselves are not there like that. Um, and and not being there or not, and, and it may be for good reason. You know, it may not be neglectful. It might be that you work in more than one job. You're trying to start a business. You, whatever is going on, we still got to have time for our kids, though. Um, I personally, I do think that the times have changed, but I don't think that it's quite as much sometimes as people make it seem. I think that we've been desensitized to a lot of things over the years, and I think things are a lot of times more out in the forefront, but I think men have been into young girls and, you know, wanting to score the youngest girl, and, and, and women too, so I don't want it to seem just one side for a long time. A lot of times it's been about, you know, being that person's first, getting the virginity or all of that, so it's been a whole, you know, even when you think back in the day, women used to get married young, you know, like with our grandparents and great-grandparents, people were getting married young back then. We kind of shied away from people getting married young, but you still got people having sex and you still got the same age group of men still having the same desires, even though the age kind of went up and now it seems like it might be going back down. We believe that everyone has at least one good book in them. You are the author of your own life. If you have written written a book and need assistance with self-publishing by editing, formatting, or even a book cover design, we can help. We can also assist with ghostwriting, writing classes, and more. Contact us today at anotherchancemedia.org. Either way, though, we've got to protect our kids, and it's up to us to protect our kids. I know for myself personally, I was not necessarily always home with my kids, but if I wasn't, it might have been my mom that watched my kid or it was somebody that we knew or somebody else that I knew was going to instill the things that I wanted to instill in them. And then I always let my kids know they could talk to me no matter what, like whether you think I'm going to get mad, whether you th- no matter what, you can speak to mommy about whatever. And leaving an open floor, I think, and, 
you know, I'm letting them know that they could talk to you at all times, no matter how bad the situation may seem, um, cuts off some things because if there is something that they feel like might be wrong, they may, you know, feel okay to come and talk to you or just let them know that there's somebody they could talk to, whether it's the counselor at school or whether it's the aunt or the grandparent or somebody. The kids have to have somebody that they can talk to that's a safe place, that's a safe, non-judgmental place, that's a loving place. And um, I think that's the part that sometimes that we miss. It takes a village to raise a child, and there's a reason why it says that you, you can't do it all by yourself. Whether you're in a two-parent home right. or a single-parent home, you cannot do it all by yourself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a divorcee, but I'm also a product of divorce. I was in a two-parent house coming up. You know, then I remember being in a one-parent house with a single mom and just different things and kind of how things were. You know, we had latchkey kids back then and, and all that kind of things. Kids were coming home by themselves and that. you had, But a lot of it wasn't as out in the open, and then you didn't have the social media to expose it like we have now. Mm-hmm. Now we get to see so much because people are on the Internet, you know, showing everything, every piece of the line of their lives, which sometimes is good, maybe not so much, because sometimes I think people put too much out there, put too much information mm-hmm. out there about your kids. You know, everybody know, you know, that you're not home, but your kids are home. Your kids making mm-hmm. little videos that are quote, unquote, cute. I'm doing my quotation marks, but everything that ain't cute, everything that's cute is not meant for everybody. And everything that your mm-hmm. little baby does that's cute or that you think is cute is not to be put on social media because what's cute mm-hmm. and adorable to you, you might have somebody on the other side watching that and looking at that and, and viewing it a whole different way you know so we we just have to be mindful we have to be mindful and we've got to take care of our kids though because our kids are our future that's right that is so true how about you um just you know i i totally feel that we just need to you know back to the basics keep god front and center you know traditional family type family unit grandparents involved aunties cousins you know as you said it takes a village and if you look at the black family back in the 60s outside of segregation, civil rights, whatever, the, the families were together and successful, you know. And fast forward to the 70s, it just, you know, it all dismantled somehow. So I just think that, you know, back to the basics, keep it old school, you know what I mean? And, and of course, be mindful with what your, your children are watching, who they're hanging around. You know, because a lot of it can be influenced from friends. You can have an excellent child, but they don't want to seem like the nerd or, you know, the person who's not cool. And, you know, they're, you know, peer pressured into doing something that they know that they shouldn't be doing. So, you know, and want to keep the dialogue open, keep the door open for them to always be able to come to you. And, you know, I think that that can definitely help turn around, you know, the situation we got going on with the kids and, how vulnerable they are and don't go, you know, and the parents, you know, as someone has said earlier, you know, the parents going after the money, you know, as far as putting your kid in the industry. So, you know, you just have to, you just have to watch what you're doing, watch what your kids are doing, watch what they're watching on online limit, you know, screen time. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as we said earlier, it takes a village. What we have to also remember is we, we are that village. And I know that times have changed. I know we can't apre- grab the kids up, snatch them, and beat them, and all this other stuff. But um, sometimes it just starts with one. So what I like to say to any kid out there is 
I'm writing this. I'm writing this book called "I Want to Be Grown," and uh, I've talked to a lot of different people, asking them to kind of add in this segment of how they want to be grown. But with me, I've always, ever since I've been like a teenager, 13, 14 years old, I couldn't wait to be 18. I couldn't wait to be 21. I wanted to be grown. I wanted to have a job. I wanted to have some money. I wanted to have a car. And almost everyone that I've ever talked to about, you know, wanting to be grown, we have the same story. Now that I'm grown, <laughs> I wouldn't mind going back being a kid again. <laughs> And that's what I want to say to every kid, every young adult, because I always wanted to get mail. Now I get mail, I don't even open it for two weeks at a time. I'm like, ah, oh, mail's always coming. Why do you keep coming here? I get it. We all want to be grown. But mm-hmm. most of us would give anything to go be a kid again. Because one thing that hurts me a lot of kids do not get the opportunity to be kids. They don't get to be a child. They don't get to play outside of mud in the mud puddles and make the dirt ties and, and play with the doll babies or the basketball or play doctor and lawyer and take your time to be a child. Because I promise you, when you become 18, 19, 21, and you get a job and you got bills and responsibility, you can't go back. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. say you have not been warned. <laughs> and as far as anyone that has been a victim of abuse of any kind, whether the person was a celebrity, that that doesn't mean anything. Anyone that's been a victim, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And I really hope if you ever can grow to and through that situation that you may can speak up about it to really help someone else to prevent them from having to go through what you went through. Because I I don't know how it feels, but my heart goes out to people in that situation because I know it's not a good feeling. To be violated is never a good feeling, and it's happening too often. And I'm just not going to accept it. I'm not. I'm not. Parents, talk to your children. I know that a lot of times people say, I'm going to talk to my kids and get 16. Cent. Talk to your kids at early ages. And, again, I'm not a parent, but I'm sure when you're two or three, when a kid is two or three, you need to tell your kid, like, don't let people touch you. If someone touches you mm-hmm. there, they're bad. Tell me. I don't, know, I don't know what the proper way is to tell kids at two and five, but we have to start talking to our children because I don't want people touching on our kids, hurting our kids, taking advantage of our kids. And as far as wanting to be a star and sacrificing your body, for that, listen, I get it. I'm ambitious too. But there's something called principle. Mm-hmm. There's something called integrity. Have that for yourself. I'm a person that believes in God, and I believe what God has for me is for me. And I'm not going to push religion mm-hmm. on anyone. But my point is, have some integrity about yourself. We got to do better. This happened to R. Kelly. He was convicted. But guess what? There's thousands more that will never be convicted mm-hmm. because we have no idea who they are. So think about that. We appreciate everyone dialing into the show. <sighs> Venus has been real. Yeah. Sparky, yes. <laughs> <Sparky laughs> see you another night. It's been real. Like, oh, man. Shit is real. But um, a lot to think about. Give me something to think about. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to our next show. I'm looking forward. And every episode won't be this type of episode, folks. Uh, and not just because it's Black History Month. We're dragging men. We talked about Bill Cosby one night. It, that, that ain't where it's at. But um, but we're going to talk about taboo topics. 
on on from the bottom, you're gonna hear about stuff that you normally don't hear about because shit is real. You're gonna hear from black women that goes through real life things and situations. And just to give you guys a little like we got some stuff coming up. And before we end, let's just end on a positive note, right? Let's end giving giving our listeners and future listeners a little bit of future shows on what to expect to hear on our podcast. Give us a, give us a, a little tidbit, Sparky T. Give us a one or two shows that that they'll hear in the future from you. Oh, so for me in the future, they're gonna hear some shows about vision boards, about natural hair care, about self love. Mm. They're gonna hear mm-hmm. a couple couple different shows. We got to have some shows about food and dessert. I like to cook, so we can have some some shows about some food and different things, oh, like healthy foods, the healthy alternatives. I'm on the way. Um, you in you in the Queen yeah, City? So, I'm on the way. <laughs> yes, I'm in the Queen City. Oh, food and dessert with or without cannabis. <laughs> we we can. You know what? I know how to do both. I know how to. Do ah, the I know you do for both. Yes, yes. So we can do both. We can do both. Okay, you got me. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Kirsten? What can we hear? What can we look forward to hearing from you in the Let's future? See, I, have a, I have a couple of goodies uh, on my radar. Um, black people and swimming. Um, is it an issue? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Black people and what? Swimming. Oh, I like topic 
I should say, would be um, definitely dealing with relationships and how a lot of us women want to be married, but are we ready to be that wife for that husband? Mm. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You talking about me right there, girl. Make sure I tune in for the house. Nope. (laughs) Is he going to let me have my way? Because you definitely do not want to miss anything that we are going to share with you this 